This is a Legacy of Laughs comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com. Bristol Myers, the makers of Sal Hepatico for the smile of health and Vitalis for well-groomed hair, present the Alan Young Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ken Delmar, speaking on behalf of those two old friends, Sal Hepatica and Vitalis, and welcoming you to the Alan Young Show, featuring our singing star, Diane Courtney, the music of Peter Van Steeden, and starring Alan Young. <laughs> well, folks, it's time for our regular Tuesday night visit to Alan Young's house. I love to drop in to see Alan. He's always so gay and happy and cheerful. He always has a bright greeting when anybody comes in. Well, hi, Alan. How's the boy? Oh, hello, Kenny. Come on in. Out of the rain. But, Alan, it's not raining. It will. Say, what's wrong with you? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. I, I feel great. What's the, what's that book you're reading? Thirty Different Ways to Commit Harry Carry. <laughs> Harry Carry, what does that mean? That's Japanese for me. I cut in. <laughs> well, what's what's the use of pretending? My girlfriend Betty and I have well, as as Winchell says, we've <laughs> Alex, you don't mean you have Definitely. And wipe that expression off your chin. <laughs> Kenny, Betty says that I'm not the He-Man type. Ah, oh, I can't understand that. I just saw the Humphrey Bogart picture, the have and have not. And he reminded me of you. Yeah, he has and I have not. <laughs> well, the trouble is, Alan, you don't know how to be romantic. Romantic? Don't you call a moonlit buggy ride in Central Park romantic? I've gone hundreds of times. Who with? You gotta go with somebody? <laughs> Alan Young, you don't know the first thing about love. Uh, I guess you're right, Kenny. Betty told me the same thing in her letter. Just listen to what she says here. To whom it may concern. Dear Alan, <laughs> I've decided to break off our engagement. Your rival Hubert has won me over. Hubert is rich. You are the opposite. Hubert is ambitious. You're the opposite. Hubert is a man. New paragraph. <laughs> I am returning your diamond engagement ring by parcel post. Signed, Betty. Mm. Well, is that the diamond ring in that package? Yeah. Look how carefully she wrapped it and marked it. Handle with care. Glass. <laughs> well, Alan, let's face it. After all, you're not aggressive enough. No. You have to be impetuous. Yeah. Now, watch me. Yeah. I grasp you in my arms like this. Yeah. I look into your eyes like this. Yeah. Then I say... Ah, my love, my heart burns with ardor. My soul blazes with passion. My whole being is on fire. Don't come to me. <laughs> Why don't you get somebody who has marshmallows? <laughs> Darling, can't you see that fate meant me for you? Oh, I don't think we could be happy together. Why not? You'd probably want the electric razor just when I was using it. I won't take no for an answer. 
I must have you for my own. I want you. I need you. Say you'll be mine. Kenny. Yes? Chase me. Oh, I quit. I quit. You better forget all about women. Oh, that's all right with me. I'm sick of love. I'm going downtown and get myself a good book. I can get along without women. I'm sick of women. I don't want to hear any more about women. Uh, what book are you going to get? Forever Amber. <laughs> See you later, Kenny. Ah, it's nice to get out and ride in the fresh air. Street's pretty crowded with cars. Oh, what the heck? I might as well honk right back at him. <laughs> Guess they don't even notice a bicycle. Hey, you, you in the truck. Yeah? Why don't you put out your hand? If I did, I'd put it right on your jaw. You kept your eye open, you'd have seen me coming. I saw you coming. Then why the surprised look on your face? This isn't surprise. This bicycle seat is cold. <laughs> That's me. No nerve. I even let my girlfriend give me up for that guy, Hubert. Oh, here's the bookstore. I love to browse around in bookstores. I'll just take a look behind this big volume here. Hiya, Mr. Young. Well, it's little David Dittenpeffer. Complete and unexpurgated. Oh, well, yes, David, you bet you. David, what are you doing with that book, uh, that book on child psychology? Well, I have a problem father. He's too intelligent. He speaks 12 different languages. Your father speaks 12 languages? Why, that's wonderful. No, it ain't. Mama knows how to say shut up in every one of them. Well, all married people have their quarrels. Your father has to expect those little spats. Yeah. Papa has the spats and Mama wears the pants. <laughs> Only once did Mama let Papa have his way. Huh? They were arguing about pipe smoking in the living room, and Mama finally gave in. Is that so? Yeah. Now Mama smokes a pipe on the back porch. <laughs> well, you know, David, Betty just broke her engagement with me. Maybe it's all for the best. I'm never going to get married. I'm going to be a spinster. It's the young only a woman can be a Finster. You see? They got everything tied up. <laughs> Women, bah! a boy, Mr. Young. That's telling them. Yeah. There are other things in life besides women. Yeah? What are they? I don't ever intend to find out. So long. So long, Mr. Young. So long, David. good to talk to a man who understands your problems. Well, not a... Not to buy a good book and forget all about Betty. Well, hello, Alan. Did you get waited on yet? Oh, Kenny, no, I, I can't seem to get a clerk. Oh, don't worry, Alan. If you can't find a book, I'll come over to your house and keep you company. Oh, goody. Shall we go steady? Listen, Kenny, I don't want to see you. I'm going to spend a quiet evening with my book. I'll be over then. But you're not a book. Well, everyone tells me I'm a novel chap. <laughs> Listen, laughing boy, why don't you go back to your drugstore and play with your empty shelves? Now, wait a minute, Alan Young. Those empty shelves are no kidding matter. Those shelves once held vitalis. 
And it's not funny to anyone who used to use Vitalis and finds he can't buy it anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you better, because lots of people have to depend on Vitalis to keep their hair well-groomed. And when Bristol-Myers was faced with wartime shortages and couldn't supply Vitalis to civilians and servicemen, too, it was decided that naturally all the Vitalis made would go to the armed forces. But we hope the time won't be far off when you can once again go to your drugstore and see the shelves filled with Vitalis. Then, as before, you'll be able to enjoy the advantages of this famous hair grooming preparation. Advantages like the Vitalis 60-second workout, which loosens a tight, dry scalp, stimulates circulation, and helps prevent excessive falling hair. Until that time, be patient, won't you? And be assured that we'll get Vitalis to you the minute we can. And here is our glamorous singing star, Diane Courtney, to sing A Little on the Lonely Side. I'm a little on the lonely, a little on the lonely side. I keep thinking of you only and wishing you were by my side. You know, my dear, when you're not here, there's no one to romance with. So if I'm seen with someone else, it's just someone to dance with. Every letter that you send me, I read a dozen times or more. Anyone but I love you more and more. Oh, how I miss your tender kiss and long to hold you tight. I'm a little on the lonely side tonight. for 30 minutes, and I haven't been waited on yet. I've got to get a book tonight so I can get my mind off Betty. Oh, there's a clerk now. Oh, miss. Oh, hello. Uh, what can I do for you? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like something on a nice spicy romance. Well, come around at 5.30. That's when I'm through. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I want to do some reading. I just want to go home and bury my nose in a book. You don't want a book. You want a box of Kleenex. I want a book. I want something that's gay yet thrilling, suave, sophisticated. Well, uh, what, what book did you have in mind? Well, have you got the, um, the motorcycle girls in Flatbush? I'm sorry, but I can't give you that book without a note from your scoutmaster. 
Well, what what have you got on the best seller list? Oh, here's one that was just published. Yeah. The Strange Love of Sophie Crotchmeyer. <laughs> you see, Sophie, Sophie didn't want much out of life. A home, two cars, a yacht, mint coat, diamonds, pearls, cigarettes. Can a, can a girl ask for anything more? Oh, no, no. Not unless she wants to make a hog out of herself. <laughs> well, you see, this, this happens to be a very simple love story. Yeah. It seems Sophie is in love with her brother-in-law. But he's not really her brother-in-law because Sophie's mother is really Jim's sister. Well, who's Jim? He's not important. He kills himself. <laughs> Meanwhile... Sophie's brother-in-law falls in love with the bartender's daughter, whose child by another marriage is really Sophie's uncle. This complicates things a little. Especially when Tom gets home from college. Who's Tom? He's not important. He kills himself. <laughs> Meanwhile, the bartender's daughter finds a note in a bottle of beer, revealing that she is the half-sister of Sophie's nephew, who is really of Nelson. This makes Sophie a half Nelson. Look, who wrote this book anyway? He's not important. He it's kills himself. himself. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'll just browse around a bit. <laughs> Let's see what books they have under science. Oh. How to raise rabbits. Or are these our children? <laughs> Look at this one. How to Develop a Forceful Personality by Professor Hoffnagel. Gee, that's for me. Oh, miss, miss, I want this book here. I'm going to develop a forceful personality. I'm going to win Betty back. Just mark my words, miss. I'm going to be a new man. Okay. Just let me know what you do with the old one. Goodbye. Goodbye, miss. Uh, I'm going to show that guy Hubert. He can't take my girl away. Let's see what this book says. Chapter 1. Hmm. How to dominate a conversation. Pick a topic you know and stick to it. Make the other fellow listen. Gee, that's right. Here's a guy looking in the store window. I'm going to try it out. <clears throat> How do you do? Hello there. Oh. <laughs> My next door neighbor, Mr. Grimes. <clears throat> I must dominate the conversation. <clears throat> Mr. Grimes, do you realize the average rainfall in Calcutta yeah. is approximately... Yeah. I'm glad you asked my advice, son. Yeah, I... I got a grandmother in California. Yeah. Grandma sure was devoted to Grandpa. Yeah. yeah. The old lady never went anyplace without old granddad. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you realize the average rainfall Grandpa... in... Grandpa... Grandpa was devoted to her, too. Yeah. yeah. Old boy never went anyplace without the old crow. <laughs> Perfect blend. Perfect blend, yeah. Mr. Grimes, do you realize the average I'm, rainfall... I'm, uh, I'm glad, <laughs> glad to see you carrying a book, son. Yeah. yeah, books is good for you. I always carry a book myself, especially when I go to a restaurant. Never know when you're going to get a table with a short leg. <laughs> rainfall in Calcutta. I, I don't like them little pocket editions. Bad for my eyes. Why should the pocket editions be bad for your eyes? Mighty dark in them pockets. <laughs> Raining in Calcutta. I, uh, 
I'm the romantic type. Yeah. Been romantic for 60 years, man and boy. Had more fun at it when I was a boy. <laughs> I just thought I'd be social. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the way to be. Yeah. Speak right up. Yeah. Yeah. Hello there! Hello there! Well, I'll be seeing you, son. Oh, by the way, the average rainfall in Calcutta is seven and a half inches. Hello! Dominate the conversation. I wonder if I overdid it. Let's see, chapter two. How to argue with a woman. Or what to do till the doctor comes. If you desire to... If you desire to impress women and win them away from rivals, bring them flowers. Roses are preferable. That's a wonderful idea. I'll call on Betty tonight and bring her some roses. There's a florist right next door. Give a sign. Jones Florist Shop. If it smells, it's Jones. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes? Something I can do for you? Yeah, I want some flowers for the girl I love. Oh, you mad, impetuous boy, you. <laughs> I, I know exactly what I want, too. Those roses over there. Are they hothouse roses? Uh, no, no, but we take them to a turkey's bath twice a week. <laughs> well, I, I want those roses anyway. How much are they? Uh, they're $5 a spray, $15 a corsage, and $75 a bouquet. What could I get for 40 cents? <laughs> uh, for 40 cents, I'll give you a bunch of soup grease. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm a man with a very forceful personal, personality. I, I want roses. I'll give you violets. What's the difference? Well, our roses smell, but our violets shrink. <laughs> I still want roses. I'll give you buttercups. How much are your buttercups? Uh, 50 cents and 12 red points. <laughs> I still want roses. All right. You want a rose? Here. For 40 cents, take this. What kind of a rose is this? It's only a bear stand. Well, that's a gypsy rose. <laughs> Look, I still want roses. Still want roses. Well, wait a second. Tell you what I'm going to do. You see those flowers over here? Yeah. Well, somebody just canceled that order. You can have the whole thing for a dollar. But I didn't want a bouquet that oh, big. Oh, it's only just... a dollar. Here you are. Give me the money. That's the idea. So long. Chief. <laughs> Yes, I am lucky to get this canceled order. Just look at those gorgeous flowers. It's novel having them in the shape of a horseshoe, too. <laughs> See, and look at the lovely message on this ribbon. Good luck at the opening of your delicatessen. <laughs> Sentiment. It's getting late. But I'll hop in here at Tenny's drugstore and call Betty and tell her I'm coming over. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Betty. Betty, I'll give you three guesses who this is. Cousin Charlie? No. Cousin Louie? No. Cousin Willie? No. You lose. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, what did I do? Betty. Betty, this is Alan Young. Listen to me. I set back your ring, Mr. Young. Our friendship is now officially over. Goodbye. 
Betty, don't say that. Betty, hello. Hello. I'm sorry, I hung up. Oh. <laughs> uh, I guess it's all over. The book didn't work. Might as well return it to the bookstore and have my money refunded. Well, hi, Alan. Where are you going? Huh? Oh, oh, hello, Kenny. I'm going to return Professor Hoffnagel's book. I guess I'm a washout. Yeah, well, let's face it, Alan. You're not the type to have a forceful personality. You couldn't force anybody to do anything. I couldn't, huh? I bet I could force you to do something. Ah, uh, go on. You couldn't force me to do a thing. I couldn't, huh? No, you couldn't. Oh, oh Kenny. Yes, Alan? Would you, uh... That is, I wonder if you would, uh... Tell our listeners about Sal Hepatica? Hmm? My gosh, you did it. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, when you wake up in the morning feeling sick and headachy due to the need of a laxative, take a glass full of sparkling Sal Hepatica. For Sal Hepatica taken then brings quick, gentle relief. Usually within an hour. That means you don't have to risk feeling miserable all day, waiting until night to take a laxative. You take Sal Hepatica the minute you need it. And besides quick, gentle relief, Sal Hepatica gives you another advantage. This famous saline helps sweeten an upset stomach helping to reduce excess gastric acidity. So tonight or tomorrow, get a bottle of Sal Hepatica from your druggist. Remembering this caution, use only as directed. Then whenever you need a laxative, morning, noon, or night, see how much faster you feel better, thanks to gentle, speedy Sal Hepatica. And here is Peter Van Steeden and his orchestra to play... Accentuate the positive. Shop again. Guess I'll go and get my money back. They said they'd refund it cheerfully. Oh, hello. What can I do for you? A little while ago, you sold me a book called How to Develop a Forceful Personality. It didn't work, and I'd like my money back. I never saw you before in my life. But you, uh, you must recognize me. Well, now, let me see. Are you a short, fat man with dark hair and a mole on his cheek? No. I'm sorry, then you ain't you. Now, look, I demand my money back. Excuse me, excuse me, I'm the manager. What seems to be the trouble? He wants his money back. He wants his money back? <laughs> That's right. He wants his money back. I guess this is what they mean by refunding it cheerfully. Now, uh, would you mind having a seat? There's a man ahead of you who also wants a refund. He's being taken care of right now. No, no, don't do it! No, no. No! Now, uh... Now, what was it you wanted, young man? Cigarette? 
see the lights are on in Betty's house. I guess that Hubert guy is paying a call. I don't care. I got this book with me here. Hope Betty will be glad to see me. I'll just put my nose inside the door. Hello, Betty. <laughs> I can always breathe through my mouth. <laughs> Professor Hoffnagel says not to be discouraged. I'll just open the door and walk right in. Why, Alan Young, how dare you walk into my house this way? Hubert, are you going to stand there and watch this happen? Yeah, I could see pretty good from here. <laughs> Yeah? Well, you little shrimp, I ought to let you have it. Why don't you? I ain't got it. <laughs> you know? Hilbert, don't argue with that person. He's just a small potato. Yeah? Well, don't forget, the small potato of today is the masher of tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know why I stand here arguing with a ruffian like you. I'm a college man. I got a sheepskin. Yeah? On you, it looks natural. Oh, yeah. 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 We're accentuating the positive. Alan, you leave this house at once. Oh, Betty, how can you do this to me? Remember the night I took you home and we paused in the vestibule? You leaned your head on my shoulder and I leaned my shoulder on the doorbell. And your father came down and leaned his foot on my pants. <laughs> ah, but I guess all that is in back of me. Now, Alan, it's no use. I've decided on Hubert. Mm. Hubert is so Cary Grantish. So... <laughs> So Clark Gableish. So Gary Cooperish. <laughs> to me, he looks more Tyrone powerless. <laughs> How about it, Betty? You're not giving me up for him, are you? Well, yes. You mean this is the end? <laughs> this is the end. It's goodbye. Goodbye. Which way is the river? Why not? They're my ice skates. I don't care where you go, Missy Young, as long as you leave my house. Hubert, I'll go in and get us some milk and cookies. I'll see you later. So now it's milk and cookies for Hubert. There was a time when I raided milk and cookies around here. Sometimes she'd even go to the trouble of making me some peanut brutal. Uh, peanut brittle. The way Betty makes it, it's brutal. You've, uh, you've won out, Hubert, old man. <laughs> Be good to our boy. As for me, I'll, I'll try to forget. I came into Betty's life with a smile, and I'll, I'll go out with a smile. <laughs> well, um... Before you go, take your book with you. <laughs> Professor Hoffnagel's How to Develop a Forceful Personality. <laughs> Junk. You can have it, Hubert, old man. Say, this is very interesting. Look what he says here on how to handle women. Order them around. Women like to be dominated. Boy, this guy's got something. I'm sorry, I kept you waiting, Hubert, but Shut I... Shut up and give me some of those milk and cookies! Are you talking to me, Hubert? Boy, what a book! Yeah, I'm talking to you, and they better be raised the cookies, or I'll throw them right in your kitchen! <laughs> Isn't he masterful? How can he look so 4F and talk so 1A? <laughs> I wish I had that personality. Well, I hate men who try to be masterful. Hubert, 
you get your hat and coat and leave this house. Yeah, but, but, but Betty Allen gave me this book. You and get I, out I, of here, Hubert. Men who try to dominate women are just bullies and uncouth and hoodlums. Goodbye. I've been sabotaged. <laughs> <laughs> well, Betty? Yes, Alan? Guess there's no sense in wasting the milk and cookies. <laughs> oh, gee, I really do like you, Alan. You're always so mild-mannered and kind and gentle. Yeah, I I get better results that way. As I was saying to Professor Hoffnagel only this morning, uh, your book is all wrong, Professor, I said. Uh, if you want some advice from a man with practical experience, the way to attain success with On behalf of Diane, Ken, Peter, and myself, in fact, all of us, we want to thank you for being with us tonight. And don't forget the two products that make our Tuesdays together possible. Sal Hepatica for the smile of health and Vitalis for well-groomed hair. Sal Hepatica, Vitalis. Good night. And that I do. Listen, ladies. Before you do the dishes tonight or tomorrow, smooth a little truche on your hands before you put your hands in that hot, soapy water. Yes, I said before, before you get to work. For truches beforehand and protection will help guard your hands from the rough, drying effects of hot, soapy water. And so help keep your hands softer, smoother, lovelier. So begin today to use truche. That's it for this time, but there's always more old-time radio at relicradio.com. Thousands of episodes of every variety offered for free, thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to help support this and all of the shows, please visit donate.relicradio.com or visit the website and click on the Donate button for more information. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back soon with another installment of A Legacy of Laughs.